I have to admit something to you. I am a mess. If you agree with that statement that I, Pastor Randy, am a mess, will you please raise your hand? I see those hands at home. Okay. If you think you're a mess, raise your hand. All right, there we go. A little more honesty in the room. Of course, most of you weren't as honest as you could have been earlier. Um, But I want to talk today about what our mess in life looks like and how it relates to our relationship to others, how it relates to God. Uh, So turn with me to Isaiah 64, verses 6 through 8. Isaiah 64, and we're going to just read verses um, 6, 7, and 8. And then we're going to come back to it near the end. How's that? Uh, Isaiah 64, 6 through 8 says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities take the wind, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name who rouses himself to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us. You have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. So put a little mark in there. We're going to come back to that. But I have, since January, I think, been, anytime I've been preaching, talked about the word connect. uh, That we want to connect ourselves to God in our relationship with him. Be connected to the church and how we encourage and love each other. Be connected to the community and what that looks like as a church. And with that word connect is the word serve. So it's more than just connecting, it's serving. So um, take and, and so I want to, to spend time this morning on just the word connect. What is that word connect? And we're going to look at how, uh, how that word connect is related to messy relationships and how we are connected to a messy world and how God connects to us in our messiness. So that's where we're going. And we will end up back over in Isaiah 64. But just taking a look at what it means, if I am, if I'm truly connected to you in a relationship, then I, I get to know you. The good, the bad, the ugly, and that includes some of the messiness in your life. And we all honestly admitted that we are a mess. I'm a mess. So when we're connected, we're gonna get messy. There's gonna be my mess, your mess, things are just not great. Um, and that word connect is to, is to link to be joined together. And of course, my junior high mind went to Red Rover. How many of you ever played Red Rover, Red Rover? Okay, send whoever over. Um, oh, I like that. But if you're playing Red Rover, you want, you've got to be connected to that person next to you. And you want to make sure you are next to the biggest person, the strongest person, so that no one can get past you. Right? That's the goal of Red Rover. To be connected so solid, nothing's going to break through. Uh, and so go with me on this journey of what it looks like to be connected, what it looks like, and how we deal with these connections in our life. And like I said, we're going to deal with relationships first, that we are connected to messy relationships. If we, now, with quarantine going on, you haven't had to deal so much with some of these relationships. 
Um, but we, if, if I truly care about you and I'm in a relationship with you, there is going to be some messiness going on. And sometimes literally, uh, I would someday love to have a pickup truck again. But when I did, of course, and I, I knew this getting a truck. As soon as you get a truck, people are like, Hey, I need some help moving this or hauling this or whatever. So sure enough, my next door neighbor needed to uh, cut down a tree and haul it away. And my first instinct, honestly, was to just let him borrow the truck so I didn't have to do any work. But if you know me, I went all in with helping him load it up. And so we literally got messy. So I, we helped him load up. This thing filled the, bo- the back of the bed, even to the top of the cab, to where we had to strap all the all the branches down put tarps over it, and haul it off um, to the dump. Well, not really the dump, wherever all the greens go. But it, it was a messy work. Um, completely dusty, filthy, uh, tree sap all over myself. So that relationship with my neighbor got messy, literally. Um, and that's what it needs to be if we truly are connecting with someone in a relationship and then serving them. Um, we are truly going to, it's going to be a mess. And sometimes it's easier to avoid a situation. If you're in a relationship with someone and you get a call, isn't that a glorious thing, caller ID? How many of you, and I'm afraid to ask because if I call you and you don't pick up, then I'm going to know. But come on. I at first was going to say I look at the caller ID and hit decline, but I rewrote it to we look at the caller ID. <laughs> Right? So it's not just me. I do admit there are times it's been none of you, I promise, in this room. If you're at home, you as well. But, but yeah, there's time. No, that's a sales call. I'm not going to deal with that. But there are times we want to avoid that. But as Christians, we're not called to avoid sometimes these messy situations. God wants us to be engaged um, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So turn with me to Galatians 6, and let me just read verses 1 and 2, or I'll just read it to you. Galatians 6, verses 1 and 2. says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So we are to bear one in, one another's burdens. And by the way, this comes right off of the end of chapter 5 of Galatians, which talks about the fruit of the Spirit. If we are pursuing and trying to attain the fruits of the Spirit in our life as Christians, we are trying to pursue um, what this picture of, of our relationship with Christ looks like and how we deal with others. When it comes time to the messy situations, we need to be willing to bear one another's burdens. And I imagine if I have this big pack of burdens on my back, then if you're there to help bear that up and help me carry and, and take on some of that, you're going to get messy. And I have to warn you, if you're in a relationship with me, a friendship, whatever, I got some messy stuff going on. So you will get a little messiness on you if you're helping me bear my burdens. But that's what we're called to do. We're, we're called to work through each other's sorrows and problems and griefs. If there's sin going on, to help encourage each other out of that and to build 
a stronger connection and bond with each other because of our connection with Jesus Christ. So here's this picture of, of us being called to bear one another's burdens. And so that our relationships, we are connected to messy relationships, and God calls us to that. He calls us to encourage one another, um, being willing to help those who are struggling in our own sin. And because of the sin in our lives, and honestly, simply, you know that we are made of dirt. Like the messiness is natural. Genesis 2, 7, that God formed us from the dust of the ground. So we, there's truly messiness all around. So we are to bear one another's burdens, connect in messy relationships, and, and be committed to those relationships. Because I need you guys. I need you guys at home. I pray you need me. We need each other uh, to work through this as a church, to work through this as friends, neighbors, whatever it looks like. We need each other. And we need to be committed to getting messy in our relationships. And we are connected to a messy world. Um, would you not agree that our world's in a mess right now? Um, we just celebrated our nation's birthday yesterday. Our nation's a mess. Uh, there's a lot going on. Um, but as a church, we are called to serve and to go and to live out this love and be a light in our community, which means, by the way, it's going to get messy. And I have said this whole time that we have been in our state of COVIDness, which is a word. Bob, I see those eyebrows lifted up. The state, are we not in a state of COVIDness? Right? All right. Um, that, that I am proud of us as a church that we don't just rely on what's within the walls of this building, that we are the church outside the building, and that we can serve and go at home, at work, wherever we are, to be the church and that there's so much to be done outside the walls of this building. And we do some phenomenal things. Night to shine. We reach out to the community. I pray that doesn't get canceled. Um, work with the Catherine Foundation, with the Genesis Nursing Homes. In fact, during this time, all the nursing homes have been served um, by one of our women on mission groups. Like, there's so much going on uh, that we can continue to do. And... I love that we give a lot of money to missions, but we also go. There's so much more to just giving from within the walls of this church, but to go to truly connect and serve with others, um, I feel is, is an, an awesome example of what Christ Jesus did with us and for us. And if you've gone on a mission trip with me, you've probably heard me say this. And don't freak out if you've not gone on a mission trip with me and I say this now and you're like, Oh, I'm not going to go. It is, if you are not willing to scrub toilets all day, all, every day, then don't go. Now, that sounds harsh, sounds gross and disgusting, but the point is you've got to be willing to go and serve whoever, whomever we're going to work with to do whatever they need. And if it truly is scrubbing toilets, now in all my years of mission trips, I don't think I've ever scrubbed a toilet. So, But it's that extreme. So I, I felt guilty as I was working on this of, am I willing to go into the community no matter what and no matter where, to, with no matter whom, to serve and be willing to truly serve and give myself enough to, if they need a toilet scrubbed, I'm willing to scrub their toilets. Are we willing as a church to go into the community? And there are hurting people out there. Our world is a mess. 
Uh, there are hurting and lost people. It doesn't matter who they are. We need to remember that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And there are so many people that desperately need Jesus. Um, it doesn't matter their race, their political status, their sexual orientation. Um, we're, we need to be willing to go and serve and be the hands and feet of God. Um, I've told you before that I'm a life coach. And one of the joys and even difficult parts of being a life coach is that I go to serve those who I'm coaching. And I have to tell you, there are people of all sorts of different religions and um, sexual orientations and political status. Like, there's quite a, a wide range of some conversations and encouragement I never thought I would ever have as a pastor. But knowing that there is a hurt, a, a lost and hurting world out there, I wanted to do what I could do to be a light um, and to spend time with someone like that. So are we as a church willing to go and to be connected to a messy world? Um, our world needs Jesus. And speaking of Jesus, he got his hands a little dirty. If you look all through scripture, there are so many uh, different scenarios. First of all, and we've talked about this, he didn't just hunker down in a synagogue and say, hey, if you want to come meet the Son of God, come here. He was out. Um, he ministered to to many thousands of people. Um, and look at a couple of examples of him literally getting dirty. There was the blind man. And how did he heal the blind man? With dirt and spit. Okay? I hate to be so graphic in my sermon. I should have put a little, a little thing out there beginning. But God, Jesus used his spit and dirt to, to make a mud pack to put on the blind man's eyes. He was willing to get dirty and to step into the mess of this blind man. What about the feeding of the 5,000? That he didn't just say, sorry people, it's lunch break, you have an hour and a half, come back. No, he broke bread and divided up the fish to feed the 5,000. He was part of that serving, dividing up, and getting the food to the people. So Jesus got his hands dirty a lot, but he did so much more. Um, Jesus doesn't just get messy, or Jesus stepped into the messes to show that his love is more powerful than their mess, if you look through scripture. But let me restate this a better way. Jesus steps into our mess to show us that his love is more powerful than our mess. Um, that's the same God, the same Jesus who's at work in our life. He doesn't get just messy. He took our mess. Jesus bore our sins and our sorrows and took that um, to the cross. Let me. I wasn't going to read this to you, but I have a little time. Isaiah 53, and I'll just read it to you. It says in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6, Surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So Jesus didn't just step into our mess and get his hands dirty. He took our mess on the cross with his shed blood. So we have absolute forgiveness. And 
If you are hearing these words and do not understand what it means to love Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and don't fully understand what it means to be a Christian, please come talk to me. Come talk to one of us uh, so that you fully grasp how much Jesus loves us and how much God loves us. So as Jesus took on our sin, died for our sin with his shed blood, we now have full access to God the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our life. So now we're coming all the way back around to Isaiah 64, where God is connected to our messiness. So let me read Isaiah 64 again, verses 6 through 8. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. A little messy, I would say. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to take hold of you. There's a connected, take hold, grasp. There is no one, uh, for you have hidden your face from us and have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. And so here's our messiness, these polluted garments, these filthy rags, We are not worthy to reach out to grasp hold of God the Father, but he has reached out and grabbed the hold of us. Um, Brought his son, Christ Jesus, to come and and be our Savior, to live among us, to, through his shed blood and on the cross, allow a way back to God the Father. Even in the midst of our sin, Christ died for us, and we have full access to that. So look at that verse 8 of what this picture of God dealing with our messiness is, and it is the potter and the clay. I've never done any clay work with the cool spinny table thing, um, which I had looked up and didn't write down, so we'll Google it later. Um, I've never done any clay work, got to use the kiln and, and bake it and all that. I know it's messy, but here is the picture of God the Father who is willing to not only send his son Jesus to to live among us and to to die on the cross, but here's a picture of God the Father at work in our life, getting his hands messy with our mess and dealing with us in our imperfectness. He is allowed to because of the shed blood of Christ, but he's all uninvolved. I think sometimes we think of God the Father as, as this unseeable part of God who who is way up and, and doesn't deal with us directly like the Holy Spirit and Jesus. But here's a beautiful picture of God the Father at work in our lives. And every aspect of it, our worries, our anxieties, our problems, all the great things, all the good things that are going on, and he is dealing with our mess. Now, I did pull up YouTube because I wanted to see how quickly a professional could build, make one of these beautiful bowls by hand, using, um, as a potter, with using the clay. It was maybe about six minutes. And then I sat there thinking, wait a second, here I am, 52 years old. God's got a lot of mess with me to, to you know, I must be a def- difficult piece of clay to work with. But then I remembered how much he really cares and adores me. And I thought, better yet, God loves me and is taking his time with me. Um, and with all of us, we, we have a long way to go. When we accept Christ, we don't have all of our questions answered. Life isn't great. 
we still with still deal with a messy life. We still deal with messy relationships and a messy world. But we have a God that's working in our mess um, and working and, and, and shaping and forming, continuing. Are we there yet? Not even close. But we have an amazing journey with, with being in the hands of God the Father at work in our life. And so because of that, that allows us then to work in the mess of our, our brothers and sisters in Christ in our church. It allows us to work in the mess of our world because of what Christ did for us, because of how much he loved us, we can love one another. And because of that work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we have his strength because as we deal with pain and sin and hurt and, and all these things going on in our, in our life and feeling overwhelmed, we know that we can endure because of what Christ Jesus did for us. And because we are connected to God, we can connect with others and love and encourage one another in this journey called life. Because of this, let's be a church that gets messy. Let's be Christians in our workplace and at home, wherever we go, and be willing to connect with others First of all, to show them the love of Christ and connect them to God and God connecting to them and then working through all of our relationships. We have so much to do together um, as a church that we can do it better when we're together. And that includes dealing with all sorts of stuff. Um, But God loves us and wants us to continue to be at work in our lives. The mess, the good stuff, the amazing things, the blessings that he gives us, Uh, but knowing that we have a God that loves us to the point of bringing us into a right relationship with God the Father. And it all started because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and because of what he has done in our life. And with that, we have this time together as a church that we're about to go into of Lord's Supper to truly thank and remember Christ Jesus and remember his shed blood a sacrifice on the cross that allowed us into a right relationship with God, but provided a way out in our sin and our mess that his blood covered it all uh, for us to be forgiven, to, uh, for us to enter into uh, this amazing relationship with God the Father through Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. And what an amazing time that we're going to have. Let's close in prayer and go into our invitation time which at this point looks different. If there is something that you want to share um, after service, I will be out in the, the circle following the service. But let's, let's have this time of prayer, and we're going to sing, and then we will enter into our time of Lord's Supper. Father, I thank you for this time, this morning that you've given us, that we can see again this love that you have for us, that we continue to seek after you, Father, I pray for opportunities this week, uh, for relationships that we have to give us opportunities to, to be your hands and feet, to serve others, to be your light. Father, I pray as a church that we continue uh, to seek after ways for us to share your love in our community and to truly share who you are and who we are because of you 
to those who are lost and confused and hurting in this world. Father, I thank you for this time together that you are glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.